our first podcast at 7 a.m. So we're going to see how my brain operates with one cup of coffee as opposed to, you know, three or four cups of coffee. So for our audiences, we're going to give a little context. If For those that are following the path, I kind of feel a bit of like a detective. Where is it going to take us? Season one, we concluded with consumerization of the employee experience. Spirit Airlines and a number of other folks really confirmed that it's time to meet the pressure. Um, season two, we started with PayPal, Beverly, just blowing our minds with how do we consumerize HR products? How do we look at the entire world internally the way we look at the world externally to be more relevant and personalized? So the path took us down the CMO route and we reached out to CMOs getting mixed reviews. There's a group one that kind of says, wait, did you get the right suite, right function? Did you mean to talk to my folks over there in, in HR? In fact, they just got turned down by one of uh, Fortune 500 companies. It was close. And they said, nope, the topic is not relevant for us. Interesting. And then there's another group of CMOs that goes, whoa, you've come to the right place. Let me tell you exactly how we're thinking about this. In fact, who knows more about consumerization inside our organization than us. However, however, we're not going to be running this. We're enablers. We're part of it. This is going to be a unified effort. So uh, Jeff and I had fireworks. He is the CMO of an org- of Ultimetric. And he said, I'm going to bring a partner into this conversation. And uh, I'm going to bring a really brilliant mind that's here helping me build uh, what, we, what we talked about is a single source of truth, and that got my antennas going because from a world of marketing, I'm a co-founder of a digital agency, we always talk about a single source of truth, right? How else can you think about unifying an experience of a customer in a single source of truth coming up internally? Whew, um, I was intrigued. So here we are. Listen, I'm, I'm on one cup of coffee and it's just fine. So Ganesh, Jeff, Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Great to be here. Thank you for having us, Adam. Thank you, Adam. My pleasure. Oh, this is going to be like with three people. We're going to be like, oh, don't worry about it. Just talk all over each other. and Let's have some fun. But where I want to begin is uh, just quick backgrounds. You know, you are both unique in my view and for our audiences. There's something magical happening with visionaries like yourselves who see it and are doing something about it. Jeff, I'm going to start with you and really just a quick background. What what makes your background unique to be in the position to pursue this journey, right? Thinking about the internal audiences. And I know it's a big question and I know it's not, not easy to hone in, but like just a quick couple facts. Here's why it you are in a position that you're in. Sure. So uh, and thank you for the opportunity to share some of our thoughts. I joined Altimetric about four years ago. And being a marketer, um, primarily focus on external audiences, not as much internal audiences. And I'd like to take all the credit, all the visionary compliments you had passed on to us. But I have to pass that on to our founder, Raj Vatakuti, and our CEO, Raj Sundarisan. They wanted to make it a priority. Um, as we were growing globally and starting to open up development centers and offices throughout the world, and we're in, I think, 24, 25 locations, maybe 12 countries now. Um, They wanted us to come together as an organization uh, internally to be able to have consistent messaging, to be able to share information among the employees, 
we are a very innovative company. We create innovative solutions, digital solutions for companies, and we collaborate on a global scale. So there was a need to create something different and something innovative that the organization can rally around in order to communicate with each other, collaborate with each other, learn about what's going on in the organization, and really help us on our own journey to be one of the world's most innovative tech companies. Thank you, Jeff. Make total total makes sense, and and we'll double click on on the number of those statements. Um, Ganesh, what, what if you could your your background that makes you unique to be in the front lines to create this type of a solution for internal audiences? Thank you. Um, so yeah, I've been with four years now. Like Jeff, I just completed my anniversary, and I'm in my fifth year, and. Um, what really inspires me uh, in terms of uh, trying to solve this problem is the kind of journey that uh, I have been through uh, uh, with companies like PayPal, companies like uh, Covances, uh, uh, and uh, companies like Sutherland and all that. And what we are trying to actually solve is a very unique problem for our employees where uh, thinking about what future beholds for all of us in terms of uh, uh, trying to empower us by giving us a single source of truth, the power of single source of truth clubbed with the content and workflows. Um, I I really kind of uh, <clears throat> echo or I was fascinated when Raj Vatikuti first shared this thought process with us uh, that, hey, how we'll have to kind of eventually create this whole single source of truth and, and, and kind of completely orchestrate that along with... Uh, the workflows and the content and, and SLA is defined so that it actually creates a feeling of empowerment for employee to be uh, of their self, take their career in their hands, take their growth in their hands, take their performance in their hands and, and try to work on a value-driven uh, or an outcome-driven approach rather than just trying to be employees and trying to get outputs done for customers. So, so I think... Uh, my experience clubbed with uh, whatever vision that uh, Raj Vatikuti and Raj Sundaresan had for this company, uh, that was really fascinating. And, and you know, give put the control of their careers in their hands. I mean, just there's there's so much. Um, I think it's just common sense questions that I think we're asking internally, but it's it's really fascinating that so few companies are on that journey. And, and I think partially is because they're unable to connect it strategically. Like it makes sense, but why? Because this is not a small lift. Technologically, process-wise, people-wise, we're talking about, I, I, I dare to say, a paradigm shift in how we think about internal communications. So I think it's important for us to connect it to the strategic nature of your... Um, of this initiative that you have. And, and Jeff, I'll, I'll start with you. Why put in all of this effort into a single source of truth from a strategic lens? Well, it just makes sense. I mean, strategically speaking, companies, and, and probably post-COVID, companies have become a more distributed organization. People aren't engaging in person as much as they used to. Plus the global nature of companies, especially multinationals, it's just become a very complex um, physical aspect of what we do. So it makes sense to bring it all together. Um, everyone should be operating off the same information, be operating together in conjunction with one another. And, you know, there's probably a taxation of uh, complexity by not doing this. 
So while you're right that it's not easy to create a single source of truth, the alternative is is far more expensive and far more of a burden for companies to bring this all together. So as a company, our culture is we innovate, we drive change. Um, There really isn't a perspective of, is there a risk involved? Is this not the right way to go? We believe it was, it's proven itself to be valuable. And it's a platform that not only that we have and we believe in, but Ganesh and team will be able to offer similar type of capabilities outside the company um, and, and help others overcome this type of obstacle that does exist, especially because companies are complex and they are fragmented from an organizational perspective around products or around services. Um, and we really, we break the barrier. We, we bring it all together. It's really cross-functional, cross-business at the enterprise level. Fascinating. And you said the alternative, if you don't do anything about it, I, I think that that's spot on. And, and many organizations at least are, are agreeing with that. They may not agree with the approach or they're not sure what to do yet, but staying with inertia, doing nothing, uh, whether you are virtual or in person, really the problems of engagement, the problems of communication, the, pro- the pro- problems with internal audiences exist um, in, in either dynamics. Um, well, what I, and you already mentioned this, that this is founder, not just sponsored, but involvement from both the founder and the CEO. And uh, from my notes, and maybe Ganesh, I'll go to you on, on this one, 15 months or, or so was from incubation maybe to, I, I didn't, I wasn't aware, is it alpha or beta? But I'm, what I'm curious about is there were some words forbidden in the development process. There was a very specific mindset that was applied here. Um, what was it? Ganesh, we'll go to you. Sure. When, when Raj Vatikuti first um, uh, tried explaining this idea to us, uh, a few group of individuals. I think we all were able to immediately connect uh, to the uh, truth, uh, the single source of truth. It's not the single source of truth, but the truth is that are we trying to solve a problem for today or are we trying to solve a futuristic problem? So if you look at any organization today on earth, pretty much on this IT or IT product development, IT services space, 80% of the organization five years from now is going to be having people who are born after 2010. So, so I'll just use a phrase, right? If, if someone tells either of us in the call, get up, dress up, show up, uh, it rings a bell for us and we know we need to do that and we understand the crux of it. But imagine to our kids, if we go and say, get up, dress up, show up, uh, the question is why? I don't need to actually get up, dress up, show up to do anything today in the world. Pretty much I can sit at my own place and I'll be able to get a lot of things done. So so we had to actually understand that whatever we were trying to build as this particular single source of truth platform is not for uh, the problem that exists today. It will solve the problem that exists today, but it is definitely for the problem that uh, we don't see for today, but it is going to be coming up big uh, five years, seven years from now. So we had to get into a complete different paradigm, as you rightly said, uh, Adam, to say that uh, this is not going to be a product with modules, with with features, app, and all that. So, so second words that were prohibited uh, within our uh, within this team today is like we don't call ourselves a product or an app; we call ourselves a platform. 
uh, we don't call anything as a feature or a module so everything inside uh, the world of dex we call this as altimetric dex it's altimetric digital employee engagement platform so in the in the world of altimetric dex everything starts from a scenario so what is the scenario that you're going to go through uh, within a, within this it product it product development or, or or product design environment and when you try to work on that scenario and try to make it uh, more automated for the individual how do you do that so what is the content involved to do that so that the moment as an individual i see the content that i want to see i i start understanding and i'm able to uh, that helps me become a little bit more decisive and the moment i become decisive what else do i want to really make the decision is a workflow which can help me do be self serviceable and the workflow also needs an sla so i have a clear uh, uh, trajectory in terms of where i am headed towards so now your your single source of truth the content workflow sla you completely define the interaction design of how the whole experience of the engagement has to be so so pretty much inside this world uh, so this is the complete thought process uh, adam that we bring in we start from scenarios we define the events we define workflows the sla associated to each and every step in the workflow the content associated and we finally define the the interaction design and and we say what is going to be the single source of truth for this uh, is it going to be our platform or is it going to be a platform that we adopted because one thing also that we were very clear is we did not want to reinvent the wheel so we wanted to focus completely on the engagement part and not on the uh, core uh, part which we will leave it to uh, the the corporates or the enterprises who already have been building that uh, i want to i want to double click on the scenario and uh, for those that are listening in just so we're all calibrating this is also new right uh, so we're about to release a podcast actually later today with a chro where we talked about the importance to consumerize uh, an employee experience when they're having kids and instead of it being you need to call in to add a dependent the data is available let's go through the effort and auto enroll and make it easier for them so what, I, what I'm curious about I'll go to you Jeff with this question and you know we're really struggling with the marketing the market is not you guys not the market is struggling with the role of the marketing internally and i think the part of the answer is marketing understands scenarios understands uh how to approach it in a way that's you know re- consumerized that's relevant that's personal but jeff when we talk when you think about scenarios what are examples of scenarios how do you approach it and what's the marketing lens that, that you apply to it well I, I can tell you one instance that when working with ganesh um where dex became transformational for us. We produced a internal communication piece, really a magazine called Scrumble. It's a play on the word Scrum. And Scrumble covered an incredible wealth of information about around the company, business updates, milestones, strategy discussions, um, you name it. It really became a 40 or 50 page document. You know, really a high quality, end-to-end what's going on around the company, bringing people together with one voice. But the challenge was it was extremely onerous to make and to produce. It was a full-time production process. And when Dex came along, 
I wasn't really thinking too much about a use case for marketing, right? At first, I was thinking, okay, outside of certain communication. And then, you know, once a project started to take off, I found that there was an easy way to take Scrumble and just close it down. Because Dex is Scrumble. It's everything we do now is done in real time and communicated extensively across the organization, where as old fashioned as it sounds, being a digital marketer, you know, having a magazine, which was at the time the best way of reaching out to everyone in the organization, feels right now quite antiquated. And to produce, and we had online versions, we had paper versions of them, because they were really high end uh, communication documents that we wanted to get to employees. So for, for at least this one particular case, we were able to shut down a process that took us an incredibly long time to do. Um, and it was done in chunks, if you will. And now with DEX, we are dynamic. So if we have to do a quick update, it's done. You know, I can post something and the whole organization will know about it in 30 seconds, as opposed to let's wait for a certain period of time, let's capture information, let's put it into this publication. And by the time it reaches people, it's a bit dated already. So now we have real-time communication within the organization and across the organization. Everyone gets to see it, hear it, and, and be able to respond to it in real time. And that to me was just one simple but very clear, what you call use case, that came, came into being because of the decks. Love it. And, and I'd like to triple click and, and I want to clarify whether Dex does it today or you're thinking it will do tomorrow doesn't matter for the question I'm about to ask. It's the vision of where you're headed. So you just said communicate real time, dynamic. Are we are we thinking email communication or is this where Microsoft Teams, perhaps Slack, is it hyper personalized? So now you're able to segment audiences based on certain attributes and now you're able to make the message more relevant for them. Either one you could start and I'd love to hear b both perspectives on this because I think one of our biggest challenges in communication is, you know, when we communicate with customers, we look at where they are, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that's the platform where they're spending their time. And then the message also must be just ultra hyper personal in order to catch their attention. Right. So I'll answer the, the, the high level and let Ganesh get into more details on it. You know, we have uh, in marketing and we as as consumers, uh, a myriad of communication vehicles. You know, you have Slack, you have Asana, you have um, uh, web, you have social platforms. You can pick and choose. You know, you have Teams and Zoom and and, and I, I, what it, it's a very crowded field right now. So I found myself personally using multiple tools to do the same exact thing. And if I could wipe the slate clean and give me one interface that I could use and use it in real time, that's DEX for us internally. Now, it doesn't mean that the other platforms and tools go away. In fact, you know, Ganesh can talk about the roadmap of what's ahead for us with DEX and what we can integrate from other platforms. But it was, you know, it was a very convoluted approach that we had um, just because of tools people use. And DEX really levels the playing field for us so that we're all on the same page. And you mentioned, you know, is it real time? It's real time. As soon as we want to post something, we can post something. No delays. 
if we had to get something out today, you know, we opened up, we recently opened up new locations um, in Lisbon and Germany. So if we wanted to announce that, uh, instead of doing a, a email blast, just we can use Dex, right? And Dex is, the beauty about Dex, it's on your phone. It's a mobile app. Most people today, whether you're banking, whether you're doing social media, are using your mobile device. You're not ac actually glued to your laptop all day long. And that mobile device is such an integral part of your ecosystem, your personal ecosystem, that it's a perfect marriage of taking the type of information we want to get and sharing it with people uh, in real time with real access on any device. Awesome. Ganesh, did you want to add anything there? Oh, I, I totally echo uh, whatever Jeff said. Um, so the way uh, we thought on multiple things that we actually wanted to solve with DEX as an experience platform is the first and foremost thing was communication and connecting with fellow employees. And, and that became very essential in this current hybrid working model where uh, uh, people don't see each other people uh, have uh, uh, multiple ways to actually get connected with each other within the organization to know about the organization. But as you all know, or as we all know, the moment you have choices, uh, you seldom pick one. You just pick, uh, uh, you either don't pick or you just go keep completely away. So so it, it lies somewhere, but then it, it lies in, a, it, it, it is like it lies in a very good place, very visible place, but no one goes there. Um, so we wanted to solve that problem first. Uh, so we said, okay, DEX is going to be the platform where we kind of started working on multiple things that as I, I as an employee would like to see. Uh, certain things could be only one-sided communication where we have to just tell our employees what is all happening in the company today. Uh, certain things has to be a two-sided communication. The moment you say something, they might actually want to uh, ask a question back to you and they might want to understand what is happening more, uh, something like a forum. Uh, certain cases like how people are getting used to today to the Facebooks, Instagrams of the world is they might actually want to react, comment and express uh, their uh, emotion uh, to something that is happening around you. And, and yes, there are places where you really want to understand their feedback and they want to give a quick feedback, right? Uh, obviously, today's feedback, uh, multiple things around the globe is, uh, are we going to go into the hybrid model or are we exiting and, and things like that. There's a lot of things that is happening around from an office standpoint that we wanted to hear from our employees. Uh, so, so pretty much it's, it's actually an, uh, an ecosystem by itself. Uh, we have... Uh, defined the experience inside the um, platform in such a way that uh, that is something for everybody and as rightly Jeff said we uh, adopted a mobile first approach um, so it's actually an app on your phone uh, and uh, you as an employee of Ultimatric pretty much have that on your phone and you can understand and we also created a non-employee persona so if you are uh, a job seeker or, or you are an alumni who is still interested to understand more about Altimetric, what is happening in Altimetric, you can still continue to have that app on your phone and it, it keeps pushing a lot of content uh, that is uh, shareable uh, outside the world of Altimetric and we do that, right? And, and every other feature that any mobile app has got today in terms of notifications, reminders, you can, all those bells and whistles are built in that. Fascinating. So audiences that are with you, audiences whose season ended they moved on but there's still a stakeholder out there of your organization 
and um, it, it's just fascinating the way we're talking about it. it. It seems like we're you know it's a product. You're thinking about it like a product internally. You've got the user, you know, called obsession or, or centricity in mind. You are the users of this product yourselves. Um, where I'd like to take us is is you know for me the step one is thinking about data. Um, and, and not collecting more data. I think a lot of conversations immediately pause here, privacy concern. Yes, I'm not going there. There will be episodes dedicated to those topics. Right now, I'm simply raising the question, what data that is already available to us as an organization, right? Because from a customer perspective, if I, Jeff, if I said to you, hey, what kind of data would you like about the customer? You'll say yes, all of it, I would imagine. And then we can start to think about which of that data is, becomes relevant and how we can make that experience as relevant as possible. So with DEX, how are you thinking about what data, again, not current, it doesn't matter, current state, future state, I'm looking for the vision. What would DEX ingest in terms of the employee experience as seen through data? When it comes to data, we kind of take care of the entire life cycle of, of an individual starting from they're trying to identify an opportunity that is available in Altimetric which matches their skill, their capability or what they want to do, all the way to they exiting and still trying to be a part of the company. Like for instance, uh, we have an opportunity uh, visibility uh, options available where I as an individual can start uh, connecting myself or, or, or registering myself with the platform and say that, hey, you know what? I have the skill and I bring this capability to the table. Do you have an opportunity for me in Altimetric today? And and tell me more about the opportunity. So so starting from there, so the moment I say, do you have an opportunity? I'll have to provide some amount of basic data about me, which is available today in LinkedIn kind of platforms in terms of my skill, capability, my past experiences. And then the moment I go through the evaluation process, uh, on the platform uh, to associate myself uh, uh, with the company, that data is again uh, stored. And the moment I get into the company, yes, of course, there is a lot of personal information that I share. Like we have a complete automated onboarding of any new employee into the platform today. So all my uh, uh, information that is stored secure, we are a PA, PCA, DSS company, we are an ISO company. And, and so we have all those data uh, clearly stored. But beyond that, as an employee, when I get into a, a company, any company, what I look for is, first of all, my performance uh, in terms of uh, have I set the right expectations for me and what are the outcomes that I'm going to actually deliver for this company so that I can move up the career ladder in any company. Uh, the second part is uh, my career growth, right? I might have joined a company as a two-year, three-year, five-year experienced professional and I might want to know what is that I'm going to be upskilling or cross-skilling myself each and every day, every week, every month, every year that I stay with this company so that I'm becoming relevant to what today the world is, right? Today, the biggest question is, are you relevant to in today's context is the big question. And that a lot of things are changing dynamically. So, so how am I being relevant? And does this particular organization offer me those options? So I, I give much more information about me. And then the third major part is, do I have the option to innovate 
and become an entrepreneur in the company right i i i as a part of doing my job i understand a lot of customers problems that they want to solve for their end customers i understand the simplification approach that ultimate brings into the table in terms of solutions that we want to build for our customers for their customers and as i do that i become a bit creative and i get a lot of good ideas that i think that hey this particular solve that we actually did could actually uh, 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 been thought about as a product in a, in a different scale and i want to be a part of an innovation uh, team or i want to be an entrepreneur can i build this as a reusable asset uh, for the company today or can this even be built as a product offering which can actually solve much bigger problems and and the innovation part right so so these are all different facets or avenues adam that we have in ultimatric today and any data that you associate yourself with this is all a part of that right i i just uh, gave you a full breath as we took a, a initial thing that let's not talk about the data privacy at this moment right yes of course we all are are compliant to that uh, we know what to do we know what not to do but but essentially when you ideate right you should not have any uh, uh, obstacles in your mind ideation is a, is a, is a open and free process you know as we have this conversation you know it, it just feels like we're we're breaking so many kind of paradigms and and crossing silos that are typically in existence in organizations it's just kind of mind blowing when you think about onboarding then you look into career progression and upskilling and you wait those two are related because there's data in one moving into the other then there is the innovation there's so now you've got data for those that maybe are interested in accelerating their career growth and you've got those signals that now can inform are they more innovative are they more engaged are they maybe your culture captains and all of a sudden the the amount of possibilities and then i think we go back to jeff your world we say well who better than folks on your team with a marketing perspective to be able to look at that because kind of your world is thinking about how to activate how to bring the brand in front of the right audiences so i'd love for you to bring it back and say okay if i have this data and i've got this platform right that is allowing me to do this how would you from from a marketing perspective look at that and think about that audience and maybe even let's talk a little bit about success i know now i'm opening up a can of worms here i'm like oh and by the way let's you know but but, but i think it's important to show the audience that this is interconnected sure so i would start with you know when we when dex was created it was filling an unmet need and no one was asking for it and i like to use an analogy of you know, when Stephen Jobs was creating the iPhone, um, he didn't go around asking people um, what they wanted. He had this perception. But if he did ask people what they wanted, they would have said, just make sure my calls don't drop. Because when the iPhone came out, the biggest problem with, with mobile devices was that the phone calls would drop, you know, and, and you'd have to redial. And it was, you know, no one was asking, oh, I'd love to have some online banking. You know, I'd like to be able to order a car or I'd like to get my meal delivered through a third party that goes to the restaurant and delivers it to my house. And, you know, and on and on. I can open doors with it. I can get into the airport with it. You know, so I look at Dex um, and um, maybe it's not a fair comparison all the way to the Apple experience. But, you know, Dex in its own right is that analogy where you know, we understood that there was a better way of doing things, even though employees may not have been asking for them. And Ganesh and team really did some good work around creating the use cases. What can we do to create the end-to-end ecosystem? 
and, and by priority, because you can't do all things at one time. So it was a targeted list of things we wanted to do. And, and where DEX started is not where it's going to finish, right? DEX is going to continue to evolve. It's going to continue to develop. And we're going to bring new tools and techniques and things into it um, and make it better as time goes on. And it'll evolve. It's a, it's a bit of a living, breathing ecosystem supported by technology and data. So for us, it was really important to understand what this tool was and what we can do with it. And it was really taking the two teams, you know, Ganesh from a development product ownership perspective, marketing from the communications, what can we take and do with this new engagement model that we couldn't do before or we could do much better? And that really became the genesis of how we work with Ganesh and his team uh, to make this a corporate-wide single platform that can really cover a bunch of different use cases and scenarios. And, you know, as time goes on, as an example, you get updates, you know, of, you know, we just released this on DEX or we just released that in DEX. So it, it's this constant flow of upgrades coming into the system that make it exciting because where it started, it's already morphed into something a bit different, more powerful, and, you know, it will continue. I'm sure at some point we'll use AI and machine learning to be able to push content around. Um, you know, I'm playing around now with chat GPT, which everyone's playing around with chat GPT or various versions of it. And it's incredible what you can do with these new tools. But you still need to have someone there looking at what you're doing and what's being produced to make sure that it's on target and on message. So for me, DEX has been a great vehicle for us because it really does make my life uh, and the life of my team a lot easier. And it gives us actually a lot more muscle mass to be able to get things done that would have been difficult physically, just you know, X amount of hours in a day that DEX now takes over. So it's a very innovative approach. And you know, innovation and data go hand in hand. Without the data, you can't really innovate as much with intelligence. So we innovate with intelligence, leveraging the data. And the single source of truth is really the root of what really can drive this. Innovation through data. But Jeff, you brought in chat JPT. Oh, no, you didn't. I was doing everything I could because last night I was playing. I was asking chat JPT, who is better equipped to handle the employee experience, CHRO or the CMO? So I'll publish that a couple hours from now. And then I asked to defend the opposite position. And I was trying to figure out, you know, what, what is the world's knowledge on this topic? Because these are really interesting questions. Who should, who should, like, very legitimately, who should? Is it the CMO or the CHRO? Um, so my last question here, and I know we need to wrap up here in the next few minutes, but um, Ganesh, you're unusual from a technology perspective, based on the conversations I'm having. You are thinking like a product person, you are innovative, you're thinking about the, use, the, the employee experience, the human experience. Questions I'm asking you where I fully expected you to go tech on me, you're instead talking about the experience. So it's amazing. And uh, Jeff, you being involved with internal audiences is, is truly you know, uh, at the tip of the spear. So. What advice would you give to an internal 
change agent, they may be in L&D, change management, they may be in one of those functions, they may be in marketing, thinking about taking on the internal audiences. Um, and I'll start, Jeff, with you first. What advice would you give them? I know you're fortunate to have the founder and CEO really senior buy-in, and that doesn't always happen. Do you think that's a must? This is that That's table stakes? Yeah, it, it, it would be, to answer your last question first, it would be very important for a CEO, um, a senior leadership team to support it, because without that, things die in the vine all the time. So it, it, and it could be looked as a pet project, right? This is not a pet project. This is, you know, uh, to me, my opinion, and I think my opinion will be proved right over time. It's a must have. Um, today's organizations need to have tools like Dex and to be able to do the type of internal communication. You know, we do a lot of digital marketing, a lot of social media. We're pretty successful at it, a lot of PR. And we spend a lot of effort and exert a lot of effort to get the word out externally. I think a lot of companies really have good processes and success at doing that external push. Internally, I think that tends to get lost. And so to answer your question, the first part of your question, we wouldn't do this without collaboration. And this is not a marketing platform. It's not a technology platform, not an HR platform. It's a corporate platform. It's a corporate asset. And so what I've been doing, what our team has been doing is working very closely with our talent acquisition teams, our HR teams, <clears throat> our business partners, Ganesh, and it's really bringing everyone to the table and having a voice. And if this was a marketing project, I can tell you we would not be here having this conversation about what DEX is. And it wasn't. It was a enterprise asset that we needed to build in order to you know, really facilitate the types of things we want as a culture in the company. And being able to communicate clearly and in real time about what we do and how we do it was core. But that's, you know, marketing is just in some ways uh, a, a platform to bring information in from other groups. So when we do social media, we own the social media platforms. We take information, we push it to the platforms. And we have a very tight control because you don't want 15 different people in different voices sending out information on social media platforms at the same time. But with Dex, this is something that everyone takes ownership in. And so I think having this, the, the senior buy-in was critical. But I think also the way the teams came together and saw this as an opportunity and invested in that opportunity is has been um, a huge reason why DEX has gotten where it is. And I'm pretty excited because I know Ganesh has a whole roadmap to take this, you know, levels above where we are now. Love it. Thank you, Jeff. What advice would you give, Ganesh, for others that are trying to build the type of relationship that Jeff, Jeff has built with technology team? Yeah, sure. I will, before I go there, on a lighter note, it's, it's a very easy, light product. Uh, people who are listening, we are not responsible for the drawing to fall behind yeah. whatever Adam had. <laughs> so much excitement going on that the drawings are, are falling. We are not with the responsible team. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but what I would uh, give as a piece of advice to all of you is think about the value. The value, value, value. That's all I will say. Um, as you rightly said, Jeff, uh, uh, I know you did not, uh, sorry, Adam, I know you did not expect uh, a tech guy to talk product, but uh, but 
I was the one who uh, pioneered the idea of ordering food online for India in 2009-10 times. Um, so what we think during those times is uh, the whole flow of ordering food online doesn't start when you open the app to order and then when you get the food, it actually starts when you feel hungry and until your hunger is taken care of. So whenever you kind of think about anything that you want to deliver in today's context, think about the value. The value just not for your end consumer, but all the parties involved. What is that you're really trying to change? The one question that we actually wanted to change is how do we change Altimetric from a job destination to a career destination? So that was the one question that we originally started with. And then when we started putting all the puzzles, uh, the pieces of the puzzles together is when we kind of landed on this particular thing saying that how can this be made as a career destination, which, which means that how do we provide value to everything that an individual brings in, he or she? Because what is most valuable in the world today is time. And, and, you, and, and our employees, they give us their time. And what do we give them back into their lives? Just not an employment or, or a job or a paycheck, but they could be husbands, wives, sisters, brothers, fathers, grandfathers, uncles, siblings. And then what do they carry back into their lives uh, as a positive attitude in terms of being with us most of the time? Are they able to emulate that back into their lives and, and, and kind of be uh, a more a, a motivator or an inspirer or, or adding value to much more people, right? So, so what I would always say is think about value, value, value that you want to provide. Uh, I think the world has gone past. No more people are thinking only about outputs and, and end goals and targets where putting a tick mark. Uh, yes, tick marks do matter, but then behind that is actually the value that the you, you put, the emotion that you associate when you put the tick mark. And when you start defining or designing something around that particular thing as your base, then I think everything becomes more of an engagement and an experience rather than a feature or, or a module that you want to actually deliver. And the moment you start thinking anything as a, a feature, uh, instead of a feature or a module as an um, uh, interaction design or, or the engagement that you want to provide then the value naturally comes out of it that's such great advice from both of you this i, I feel like we could go on for a few hours maybe a few days and then open detours but um you know I, I'm, I'm sure our audience f finds this helpful i just want to say a huge thank you for taking the time jeff and yuri and and uh, ganesh Thank you both. Thank you, Adam. It's uh, great to tell our story and hopefully it inspires others to think more about how they can take similar steps. Sure will. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Thank you.